0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And good evening, good evening, and welcome. Well, we do this every week. I am Richard DeRazor Ewing. This is Game Face. Good evening. If you are trying to figure out how to get the lug nuts off the wheel of your truck, you are on the wrong podcast. If you are trying to figure out what costume to wear on the next episode of The Masked Singer, you are on the wrong podcast. However, if you are trying to get insight into Bay Area sports in a unique way and trying to get more insight on sports on a national level, you just put your game face on. As I just said, I am Richard DeRaiso Ewing. I got my special co-host with me, Mike Schumann. Mike, what do we got?
1: Well, first of all, I uh, the mass Singer you brought up, I'm hooked on that show. No, don't tell me that. <laughs> I hate to admit it, I've jumped from the voice. Oh, the no. Singer. One day I was going through it, I saw it, and I said, oh, yeah. And then, yeah, anyway, if you want to dumb down and go to sleep, that's the yeah, show yeah. to <laughs> watch. <the> show. <laughs> I tell you yeah. I,
0: mean, I have been, I have been lobbying to have that show taken off the air. Okay, I mean, yeah.
1: You got be kidding me, dude. Really? It's bad. Come it's on. bad. And who it came is. up it's with very that? Very bad. We'll, I, we'll I, dress I, up, but then when somebody takes their mask off and you go, "No way," you know, yeah. some former athlete. I can't remember who. It was. Anyway, yeah. uh, <clears throat> well, of course, we got to talk about the honors. But NBA draft coming up Wednesday, and I see you're prepared. You wore, you wore your Warriors shirt. Hey, man, gotta represent. And you got your hair tightened up there. I'm gonna try and get mine tomorrow. So too bad we couldn't sync up on the same day. Hey man, look, this
0: COVID thing, man. If you can get in a chair and somebody's cutting your hair, do it.
1: Right, right. And I can always tell because when you don't wear your hat, that means you got your hair tightened up, you know. There so, you go. and if uh, anyway, before we get started, the NFL season, of course, in full swing, we can't be at the games, but you can still be in the game on Bet Online. Now, I told you early in the year, I was taking a bet against the 49ers. Uh, no, for the 49ers. No, against them with the points. Then they lost some games, started taking them with the points. I had nine points with the Niners against the Saints, who had beaten the Buccaneers horribly the week before. And usually, you'll have a letdown after that game. Right. And the Niners needed a win to stay in the playoff hunt. I took the Niners and nine points and lost again so but uh, i won't give up so from game spreads totals teams players coaching props bet online gives you more options to wager than any place online there's always the online casino as well it never closes now call to action head to betonline.ag today take advantage of the great sign up bonuses again betonline.ag and sign up today bet online your online sportsbook experts well, I thought the Niners would go down there and, and, you know, hopefully get a win. You know, they still were hurting at running back. Uh, I think Jeff McKinnon, who hadn't played in three years up till this year, it's starting to catch up with him. His legs look dead and, uh, you know, he's taking all the reps. Jermichael Hasty broke his collarbone. He was out early in the game. You know, uh, can the Niners go one day without an injury? Uh, <laughs> but in that game, Drew Brees was tackled by uh, Container. Uh, what's his name? Uh, contavious smith yeah street uh street i'm sorry Mm. he had three cracked ribs coming into the game but they didn't know it against tampa bay because sometimes on x-rays it takes a while to show up not mris but x-rays so he had three cracked ribs cracked two more on the other side and punctured a lung on that tackle wow and i can remember one time When you get tackled like that and your arms are pinned to your side, Mm -hmm. you have nothing to break your fall, not your arms, not your hands. The only thing that breaks your falls is wherever they slam you down in your face. Wow! So that's what happened with Drew Brees there. And then that 295 pounds fell on top of him. I didn't think it was roughing the passer. It was just a good tackle. I thought it was a good tackle too. And because uh, Drew was actually hurt, rolled over, and you could see him the rest of the game standing on the sideline because he played the rest of the half, and I think they scored a couple of touchdowns. So the guy's such a competitor. You don't want to come out. And uh, Jameis Winston got some play. But uh, what a competitor. But with those uh, punctured lung, five cracked ribs, he might not be back for the season, which really hurts their chances. And uh, so it was sad to see. But that was such a chicken, you know what, call and uh but they just weren't they just don't have the players their defense is solid you know uh they're number five ranked defense in the league you know so so you got to give robert solid credit number one and i have over because when richard sherman got injured he could go so many different ways and now he's showing us what he's capable of as a defensive coordinator mixing things up blitzing you know this that and the other so uh he, could, he should be coordinator of the year on defense but for what he's done with no Nick Boza, no Ford, no Richard Sherman, you know, all the injuries in the secondary. So uh, it, it was just uh, – they just didn't have the offensive firepower. Brandon Ayuk is going to be a player. And then uh, Ken Law had his best game as a 49er. So their top two draft choices, which is usual, the second half of the season is, is when they start to show up. Because the first half, you're just learning the ropes. And uh, so those are the two bright spots I think we saw in the game. Thoughts?
0: Well, i tell you something. I, I think you're absolutely correct. I mean, you have to tip your hat to Robert Saul's defense because they really kept them in the game. Um, they had a couple of instances where, really, in my opinion, I don't I don't think Kyle Shanahan took advantage of the situation. He had a couple of situations where they, they actually could have been up 20 to 10 at one right. point. Right. and he did not take advantage. I'm just going, okay. And, and this has been an ongoing thing with him where you start to realize, you know, is he, you know, because they call him this genius, they call him a schemer, they call him all these different things, you know, but is he a person that knows when to adjust, you know, to take advantage of a situation? And I just feel like I, I'm not sold on him being able to do that as a head coach. Now, I, I think after what I've been seeing, I think that he's, he's, he's good as, 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 as you know it it may be that he may need to get an offensive coordinator maybe that might be the route to go uh, but 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 what is this see, I'm seeing is that he doesn't make adjustments well um not only that but I think that some of his play calling at the at, at specific moments of the game you start to go okay why did you call that play you know on a third if you got a third and and, and four you know why why are you trying to you know, uh throw a pass, and the pass is probably a 10-yard pass, and the coverage has been covering you all night. Okay. You guys have not been catching the football. You had that situation, which mind you, Mullins, you know, delivery on the ball probably wasn't the best, but it was an end zone throw. Uh, you know, Born couldn't couldn't pull it out of the guy's hands. Result of the interception. Another play. Mullen goes back to pass, throws interception. I mean, it's it's it's, it's being able to know when to call these plays and when not to. And I just think, really, I'm not seeing that from Shanning. I'm not seeing him being able to look at a, a situation and go, okay, look, this is the right play for this situation.
1: Well, two things. Uh, I think Kyle is one of the top five offensive minds in the game. Mm-hmm. Number one. Number two, uh, great point on maybe he needs to let it go and let his offensive coordinator call the plays, but he'll never do that because I don't want to say of his arrogance or I think when offensive coordinators get head coaching jobs, they have a really hard time letting go to an offensive coordinator. And, uh, and I think as a result, he's got too much on his plate trying to be head coach, offensive coordinator, make these calls. And as a result, I think we're starting to see it with his in game management. And that's what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great scheme or great offensive mind, but he's not implementing it at the right times, or mm-hmm. maybe he's got too much else on his mind. He gets distracted with a defensive or a special team uh-huh. saying, and he goes, Oh yeah, I got to call a play. So that catches up to you. Now I'm not sure he's ready to let that go. Um, and I don't know if he ever will, but a great example of not making adjustments. I can't think of a uh, young man's name. Number 22 for the Saints. Blitzing off the corner six times in that game. He had a sack. Uh, he, caught, he forced one of Mullen's interceptions as a result. And uh, he just was uh, putting pressure all day. So that's a, a, an adjustment you have to make. The guys right. blitzing from that side, the man he's covering, quick slant right away. Boom. Just look for the ball on a blitz. That's what receivers do on a blitz. If the man over you blitzes, you just look for the ball right away. Nothing. Not one time did they go to the player over him. So they were controlling the edge on defense, which is what you want to do in football, force everything up the middle. So all all three good points by you. Uh, He's got too much on his plate. He maybe needs to let go and delegate the offensive play calling. But you got to find somebody you really trust and knows what you want to do. Now, he could have input. But if you're going to be a head coach, so like Sean McVay does that in L.A., he had Wade Phillips down there. He'd coach the offense and Wade was in charge of the defense. When the defense got on the field, Sean would go sit on the bench and start plotting for it. No, not a head coach. He was an offensive coordinator then. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, maybe it's the future. I don't know. This is the new wave of uh, head coaches. So, But if Robert Sala, for instance, got a head coaching job, he wouldn't be coaching the defense. Right. Yeah, you know, he might go over to a defensive coordinator and say, hey, we need to do this on this particular situation. But uh, I think it's easier for defensive coordinators to let it go than offensive coordinators because you're really controlling the game on offense. So with that said, uh, you know, and then Breeze goes down. It still was no adjustments on offense. You know, like I say, AUK was good and Ayuk, uh, but uh, Trent Taylor, when he did not field that punt – and it hit his player, and they recovered. Niners were in that game, weren't the Niners up ten nothing at one point? Yeah. So, and then the whole thing fell apart. Why did he not field that punt? You know, was he trying to be cute or something? Catch it, catch it, and then walk away. He no fair idea. caught. He fair caught it. He's not going to get hit. Yeah. Hits his teammate, and if you're going to do that, you got to yell the word is Peter. Get away from the ball. Get away from the ball. I'm, you know okay. And he didn't do it. And I, I, I'm sorry, as much as. As I said a couple weeks ago, I hate to get down on possession receivers because they only keep one per team. Uh, It's time for him to go. You know, that man crush Kyle has on him has got to go. Richie James was open so many times in this game, and Mullins couldn't get it to him. He had him deep. Uh, maybe yeah. that's the play you were talking about. Yeah, he did. I saw that him underthrew him, underthrew him, oh. and it was the same thing. It was on that blitz by 22. Mm-hmm. Boom, just throw it up and let him run under it. Yeah, I think Ricky James, Richie, Richie, or rich Richie James yeah. is a player. Yeah, he's a player, he, he's a game breaker. And he spent the last two years with Dante Pettis and Trent Taylor and not developing Richie James, you know. So, uh Anyway, so just a lot of issues. And of course the injuries have caught up with them and they just can't keep up, you know? Yeah. You're bringing up now. The third guy at each position, you know, who are mostly those guys are practice squad players who really aren't ready for the NFL. Mm -hmm. That's why they're on the practice squad. So, so they're what four and six now. So they've got to either go six and zero to get 10 and six or five and one to get nine and seven. What I predicted for this year to even have a chance at the wild card because uh, the Rams won Seattle lost, and the Cardinals on that last second touchdown <laughs> that Kyle Murray is just sick.
0: And Hey, He's that's, what happens, that's what happens when you go out and you get a guy who can go up and get it like Deandre Hopkins. That's what right. happens. That's, that's what right. you get Hopkins. Basically it was a free for all. And really, it was it was great concentration on Hopkins' part because he had three guys around him, and it, you know he grows up, he gets it. He goes up and gets it, brings it down, touchdown. But the other thing is, and what I was telling somebody what two weeks ago, I said, "You mark my words. After this week, the number one team in that division is going to be the Arizona Cardinals, because okay. because I mean, come on, you you have to understand, Arizona's beating everybody in that division. Okay, um, they they beat they beat San Francisco."
1: That's right. That's okay, right. That's they, right. They, that's they, right.
0: Beat, they beat Seattle. They beat right. the Rams. Okay. They've everybody in, in that division. Their right. issue is playing out of the division right now. They lost games yeah. out of the division. But inside but I, the rest. I
1: would be I'd be willing to bet all three of those teams, Rams, Saint, uh Cardinals and Seattle are going to the playoffs. So will be, and the Niners won't. No, Niners, Niners are done. They just yeah. don't have the talent right now to compete. Uh, they have a bye week. They'll get Mostert back and Tevin Coleman so they can get their run game back. This is a little bit of the problem when you, your whole offense is based on the run game, play action pass. If you can't run all of a sudden, you know, you're throwing the ball where you're not used to down the field and uh, Mullen's isn't used to it. Garoppolo is not used to it. So it doesn't matter who plays quarterback and Kyle doesn't have the flexibility to alter his offense playing Seattle, worst pass defense in the league. He tries to run the ball. You know, going against the Saints, one of the best run defenses, you know, or uh, pass defenses, he throws the ball. It's like, what is this guy on? You know, so I don't know. I- I'm with you. I, I just pulled my what little hair I have left out. <laughs> Watching this guy, you know, kind of that's a bit of arrogance when you try to run the ball against the best run defense. And his inability, also arrogance, of not making adjustments. Yeah. So. Uh, I still think he's one of the top offensive minds, but he just—I uh, don't know—and they got some—I don't want to say poor calls. That—that that in the passer. There's nothing else uh, he could have done. Was it Street? Yeah. Yeah. He hit him to the side. He fell to the side. Eh, he kind of fell on him, but then rolled to the side. So I just thought that was a bogus call, you know. Yeah. And uh, and then Trent Taylor letting that ball fall. So those two plays changed pretty much the outcome of the game.
0: Yeah, it did. Yeah, he had the miscule. I believe that was by Richie James Jr. with the punt. He, uh, the Yeah, the punt. He, he milked, a, milked, a, milked a, a, a punt return. Did you see that?
1: James did. Yeah. 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 So, uh, well, he was putting Trent Taylor back there just to rationalize the fact that he was dressing him because he's not contributing on offense he's had maybe two catches all season, you know? So Jimmy Ward had another interception go right through his hands. Mm -hmm. Could have been his third interception in five years, you know? Mm -hmm. So uh, I don't know. I just see, like we talked about before, Kyle's got, and it's not just man crushes, but he's determined to prove that he made a good choice in these players. And he didn't. So Kyle has a real problem admitting when he's wrong.
0: Yeah. I, I was trying to figure out why, also, uh, they had C.J. Beathard come in for one play. But then I found out afterwards, one of the reasons why was because Nick Mullins apparently had the win knocked out of him. Right. So he needed he, needed, he needed a couple of plays to get his win back. Right. Um, I want to switch gears over to the NBA. And one of the reasons why is because, like you you brought up in the beginning of the show, you know, the NBA draft is going to be happening on Wednesday. And there's a lot of things going on in the NBA right now. Um uh, that's right. Chris Paul uh, traded to the Suns. To the sun, yeah, to feet, yeah, to the Suns. What's interesting, though, is, is also uh, the Lakers letting go of, of Danny Green in a 28 draft pick to pick up Dennis Schroeder from OKC. I thought that was pretty interesting. See, I loved, uh, Sh-
1: uh, Schroeder, yeah, yeah. love Schroeder, Schroeder, or whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah. He has a nickname, the, uh, the, the Schroeder shooter. That's what they call yeah. it. But well, he's I got say, a huge upside. Oh, yeah. I mean, the guy was averaging 18 points in the game playing for OKC, I and mean, he was doing this off the bench. And okay.
1: he's not even as developed as he can be, you know? So. Yeah, yeah. In other words, yeah. There's there more blooming of this kid. Um, now Westbrook words, wants out, uh, and now James Harden wants to go to the Nets. You just, you just took Grant. my next segue. He did, okay?
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I, I tell you something. That Harden thing, if he goes to the Nets, hey, Go ahead and pour some more poison on that. Go right ahead. Go right ahead. I, I don't. I don't see that to work at all.
1: <laughs> well, you have to have a coach like Steve Kerr. What Steve does best is get players to play together.
0: Right. Doesn't
1: matter who gets the points. You just want victories. Right. I still wonder what what kind of X and X and O's coach he is because it showed last year when they just sucked. Um, so the jury's still out for me on Kerr. He's a great. Uh, melding of players, but I'm not sure what a good end game coach he is. I think Mike Brown was doing a lot of that work. And uh, Brooklyn, I couldn't even tell you who their coach is, is going to have to be... It's Steve Nash. Oh, that's right. So actually, Nash could get those three to work together. You take the ball out of heart.
0: I I don't know, though, man. I think think we'll wait and see on that, because I'm going to tell you right now, you're looking at the fact that KD worked with Harden before and they had issues and I'll tell you something right now. Kyrie wants the ball.
1: Okay. Well, and- Harden wouldn't be your point guard. He'd be your two guard and Durant, your three. Okay. so It's actually better in that situation where Kyrie could set those guys up and then just kick out to hard, and let him shoot the three, you know, cause he's not going to play defense. He's not going to, you know, so, uh, I think it would be interesting. And, uh, Nash was around the Warriors around Kerr, saw what it takes to get superstars to play together, but that would be a matchup boy for the Lakers. And then, uh, what did I read the other day? Uh, Paul George, they were looking to trade him. And I think they were trying to get Chris Paul also the Clippers, but, uh, he wasn't coming there. And, uh, so it's going to be interesting, but Harden now, you know, they offered him 103 million for two years and he turns it down. Wow! He's got all the money he wants. He wants a ring now. Yeah. So a guy like that would back off, I think, to get a ring and figure out how to play within it. Cause Durant went through it with the Warriors. So he could coach Harden on how to do just that, you know? So yeah, Kyrie I think, I think would be the, I think Kyrie would be the issue more than Harden.
0: Okay. Now as far as Harden, Taking the instruction this time around, I, I don't see him not doing it because you, you look at Harden, you look at everything he's done. You know, he's obviously had an illustrious career. Yeah,
1: um, but I mean, MVP All-Star, All Star. All he needs, right? Is right. right? He's
0: done all that. He, yeah, getting a ring is is and right. Katie probably could, but I, I just think that you know, it, it's it's going to take a couple of seasons before they can make that happen. I don't think it's going to happen right away. But the thing that's really interesting to me right now concerning the NBA is just the implosion of the Houston Rockets. This is just a franchise that we got to be realistic about it. And that is they built what supposed to have been, you know, the team to stop Golden State and they fell short time and time again. And all of a sudden you see the building blocks start to fall and all of a sudden, you know, the building can no longer stand on its legs anymore. You know, and, and i tell you something. If I'm Golden State right now, I start looking at guys like P.J. Tucker. I start looking at Robert Covington. I start looking at Clint Capella. Okay? One of those three. Okay? Because I know with everything that's going on there, I'm sure that one of those three won out too. And guess what? They need pieces like that right now. They need guys that are seasoned. That's true. The draft is coming up, and I get all that. But, you know, right now, you want guys who can play.
1: Well, I feel for that coach, Silas. Is uh, it Paul Silas? Uh, it took exciting, over the Rockets. Yeah, uh, he took over the Rockets. And now, you know, and Harden said it, and Westbrook said it, I don't like the culture here. Um, and Harden said he thinks their championship run is over. So for the past five years, they did just what you said. They built to beat the uh, Warriors. And they were in the playoffs all five of those years against the Warriors. didn't happen so but this is how cyclical championship runs are Mm -hmm. all right you built that team you know you had five guys or you know eight guys that can make a run didn't happen for one reason or another they didn't get it done pretty much because Harden sucked in the playoffs (laughs) all right and then with him going to brooklyn i think because kd didn't play last year it'll be easier to make that mesh together because if kd would have played with kyrie you know, then they would have kind of determined who gets the ball when. Mm-hmm. Now, you've got all three of them coming together for the first time. It'd be a lot easier to kind of make it mesh and make it work, all right? So, Houston, yeah, they imploded. They're done. You know, they're yeah, not even, Yeah, they're not That's even. Just, a, I,
0: I, the Nuggets
1: so. will take over, and the Jazz and the Suns will all, all take over where they, they and San Antonio left off the past 10 or 15 years. Yeah, yeah. And the Warriors, too, you know, this will be Bob Myers' most important draft choice in the history of him with the Warriors. Now I'm hearing the kid from uh, Memphis. Uh, Is it Wishman? Uh, I'm sorry. I can't remember the name.
0: Uh,
1: Yeah. Seven footer. Not great on the pick and roll, which is what you'd want him to do. And not great on switching on defense is what all the Warriors do. So I'm not sure they're that sold on him. Then the next name that came up was LaMelo Ball. LaMelo Ball. And but with you know, with Clay and Dre and Steph already there, I just don't see where he fits in. Now, I think Draymond's play is going to taper off drastically. I think it's caught up with him facing up guys who are 20 30 pounds heavier than him. His legs are shot, you can see it in his three point shot, it's gone. And uh, we don't know what Clay and Steph are going to come back as. Yeah, they both can shoot lights out, but. I personally think their championship run is over, too. I think they'll get to the playoffs, but I just don't think – I think they had that five-year run, and it's just tough to continue that. So Bob Myers, and like you talked about, he's got to either trade that number two pick and then pick up something late but like you said, he's got to build that bench up, which he hasn't had since Iguodala, Livingston, yeah. Yeah. Mo Spades, yeah. and all those guys. Yeah. So you can't make a championship run when you're starting five.
0: No, no, no. You gotta have a you gotta have just an equal an equalizer when it comes to the bench. Right. Because your your stars, even though they are your stars, they're human too. And eventually they run out of gas. And when they do, if you don't have a supporting cast, then what happens is you get exposed. Okay. Right. Both defensively and offensively. So Um, And I've been saying that, you know, since even before last season, you know, I said that, look, when, when, when they won their last title. Okay. And, and all of a sudden, you know, people started getting jettisoned. Okay. Livingston retired and, you know, all this stuff started happening. I thought, okay, you know what, this this might be the end of it. Okay. Because even though everybody, we all love watching the Steph Curry three, you know, we love watching clay and and Dre was, was the jump (laughs) dog dog. And, And that was a great time, you know, there's the age old proverb, you can't beat father time, okay, so it's kind of one of them situations where father time is kind of leaving them now. So if they don't put together a type of synergy that they had before, where the bench was just as good as a starting five, guess what, yeah, you're right, the door's closing.
1: And in the next two years, they have to do that, or the doors close. Steph's thirty-four or five, Clay's thirty-two or thirty-three. Yeah, and and you know they won one championship with Steph, Clay, and Dre. Yeah, they did. But if Kyrie doesn't get hurt in that series, they don't win that series. Yeah, that
0: was. And one you and I, are, I've
1: argued about this over the past. You, you you disagree. So that means that they really won two with Durant. Yeah. But this is the thing, though. The thing you got to remember is that within And that we're 3-1 in another one with Clay, Dre, and Steph and lost that one in seven. Yeah. But I tell you, <clears> the <throat> other thing you need to consider of
0: the two that they won with KD, KD was out for a considerable time.
1: That's true. Yeah, but yeah. he got him there with his, you know, best Yeah, player. he did. He did.
0: Well, this is the thing. we we got to be realistic. This was not you Know gonna be, I mean, they, they brought KD there because they knew what KD could do and they knew what KD could do for their game. Okay, so let's let's be realistic. KD's KD. So um I, I acknowledge the fact that the last two they did do that with KD, but I just think what they need to do is like I said, they, they gotta bolster that, that that bench and they need another impact player, right? They need. they need somebody who can who can come in who's seasoned. Not somebody they gotta develop, okay? Cause they got guys are developing right now, okay? Or I, we would like to think they are. Um, like I said, any one of those three that I talked about from Houston
1: would be would be that player that player form. I could see, No, I agree. And, I and a lot people. of players would love to come to Golden State. Yeah. Uh, and LaMelo, is it Lamelo? I think it's Lamello. Mm-hmm. Lamell LaMelo. Yeah. Now he's also a player though you could bring in because you know he sits, Kerr sits staff you know at the end of the first quarter into the second you know and they don't really have i don't do they have a guy that can come off and play that's position and that you know LaMelo has been playing overseas too he didn't play college ball so he's been playing with the pros so he's not going to take as long to develop as uh, most college players coming out you so know the problem
0: i have with LaMelo being there though the problem i dad? have i think i well i think i think he's going to have too much of his dad's arrogance I think that if he comes here, he's he's gonna want to be eventually not right away, but eventually he's gonna want to be the, the focal point. And I just kind of feel like, okay, you know what? You know, Warriors already have their focal point. Okay. Well, they do now, but in three years they won't. In three years they won't. And see yeah. that my point is, can he really be that patient?
1: See, I don't I don't think that's he's- a, a, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. But uh and you know you say his dad's arrogance every player who comes into the nba has confidence like that you know and if you don't think you should be the guy you should you shouldn't be in the nba yeah that's, so. true.
0: that's true but
1: I, I understand what you're saying you know he, he could be a distraction
0: right because
1: he could be you know moaning that hey how come i'm not getting more minutes and this that and the other so uh, but anyway i think either way this is bob myers most important draft as a general manager. For the future of the Warriors, you know, they've got what they need right now. Uh, Clay supposedly he's looked great in practice. Uh, But I will tell you, once you blow out your knee, it's always in the back of your mind the rest of your career. You're just, you don't play with such reckless abandon like you did before. Right. And uh, so that'll be interesting to see how Clay deals with that. Steph is Steph. You know, he's going to be Steph. And uh, with KD gone now, I think he might even uh, explode even more. Because he had to sit, take a little bit of a back seat, and you know what a professional he was to do that, Mm -hmm. you know. Because didn't uh, KD won both MVPs, right? In those two, Uh, yeah, yeah, he did, yeah, Yeah. you know, that's the only thing Steph hasn't won is a finals MVP, right? And uh, so uh, it's going to be interesting, and uh, you know, drafts as we both know, it's just you're always everybody's pontificating who what's going to happen, who they're going to take this. We don't know till draft day. Is he going to trade number two to get to maybe ten or eleven and get a couple of players to build the bench like you're talking about, or is he going to take an impact player at number two? So let me ask you now,
0: because that deal with the Phoenix Suns and Chris Paul, it's a five-player deal, okay? The Kelly Oubre, uh, Ricky Rubio, and I forget who else. I'm not so sure that was a good deal. <laughs> okay. Because, because for, for Phoenix? Well, yeah, because five players. I mean, come on, man. Chris Paul is
1: good, but he ain't that good, man. He's No, and he's old. You he's know. old.
0: Yeah. I'm like, five players for this guy? I mean. But,
1: and Devin Booker, he's a two guard, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he is. All right. So now you got somebody to go along with this kid, you know, and, and they just emptied their bench, is what they did. And OKC, these smaller market teams, it's really hard for them. I mean, think about it. You and I have talked about this. They had Westbrook Harden and Durant on that team. But yet that coach couldn't get them all to play together. Get them all together. That that was the first yeah. superstar team, you know, of all these teams yeah. we're seeing now. They, they, they had that before LeBron went to Miami, I think. Yeah. I can't remember. But and they couldn't can get you them. imagine if those three could have dropped their ego and learned how to work together? I mean, that would have been unstoppable. You know, so they
0: would have got six six champs, six titles probably. Exactly.
1: So and then they all leave, and then this small market team doesn't have the money to, you know, uh kind of re because they drafted all those guys. You know. Durant was drafted in Seattle and they moved to OKC. So
0: yeah, whoever was that draft manager for OKC, that guy deserved a raise, man. Okay, look, that was that was good drafting. That was. So, and then I
1: saw where Mike Brown was up for a couple of jobs, but uh, I haven't seen he get it. I think what, what's, is there a job still open? Uh, uh, he, he, he went, he went after the job for uh, the Clippers. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah but uh, he didn't yeah. get it. Tyronn Lue got it. Yeah. Ty Lue got that. He's a bunch of ex NBA players on his staff. So yeah, yeah. so it'll be interesting. I think, you know, it'd be nice too because uh, the Warriors have been out of, I haven't heard anything about them for like a year. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because they had a horrible season. Yeah. Clay got injured. They weren't in the bubble. And, uh, you know, so that's how quickly fame disappears, also. Oh, yeah. <laughs> three titles in five years. And you're like, who's exactly. on the Warriors anymore?
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Right. And, and the thing is, you can win one year and by next year, the first thing comes out of their mouth. Oh, that was last year.
1: Yeah. That's true. That's true. So, anyway, it'll be interesting. I think it's Wednesday to draft and uh, just to see what Bob Myers pulls out of his hat because he's going to have to do something. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, we're going to have to call it, ma'am. Once again, uh, shoe. always fun hanging out with you, man. Uh, talking Bears sports. This is Game Face, part of the bleed Talent Network. I am Richard DeRozan Ewing with my co-host Mike DeSue Schumann. We do this every week. You can come in, you can stop by, you can even put your feet up, but no matter what you do, you better have your Game Face on.